Welcome to episode one of Nameless Monsters, where we always clean our plates after a meal. I am your keeper, Nate, and with us today we have... I'm Heather. I'm playing Margaret Oliver, the professional. I'm Lester. I'm playing Morris, the initiate. I'm Dennis. I am playing Brad Johnson, the mundane. Last time on Nameless Monsters, nothing happened. You don't need to listen to Session Zero, but if you want to, please do. Go give it a listen. It's uh, lovely. We have fun and are silly. I guess we'll just start. Isn't that how these things go? Tis, tis. We open to a night sky. The stars are twinkling. There's not a cloud in sight. And we are, the camera is looking at the moon. The camera then pans down and we see a lush pine forest amongst rolling hills. Some might call them mountains, but they're not quite that tall. As we're looking at this calm, serene, picture, we see a light flash in the sky, and we see it get larger. The light grows in intensity and size until we see it shoot down from the sky and slam into the ground, a rocket of dirt and... Alabama red clay fountains up. There are trees burning and animals uh, fleeing. We cut to where this object has landed. It has created a massive crater in the ground. There are toppled trees burning and uh, smoke rising from within the crater and the camera begins to zoom in a little bit as the the smoke and dust clear and we see a giant white object glowing with a soft green light we cut to the edge of the crater and we see a man wearing overalls and old tiny clothing. He has a straw hat on and he has a dog by his side and he's got a gun in his hands and he's he looks down at the object in the crater with wonder and surprise on his face. Yeah, sup? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what up, Morris? Is the greeting that you get as you walk into local office of your sect? It is someone's basement. Oh, right. It's how these things go, you know, crystal parties and stuff. They're like Tupperware parties. They're just at some lady's house. <laughs> so uh, as you walk in... You are greeted, and who is your direct superior? Morris's direct superior for this little instance is a, uh, uh, grandmotherly isn't the right word, because 50 isn't really, that's not quite grandma age yet, uh, but a, uh, middle-aged woman in her 
50s. Dresses, like you assume, she probably taught art at some point. You know, lots of beaded shawls, kind of crazy hair that's too big for the current uh, fashionable age. Uh, cat eyeglasses that have, like, polka dots on them. Way too many brooches for the amount of shawl <laughs> there is, though there is an awful lot of shawl. Uh, half the brooches are, like, weird cats with weird little mm -hmm. sayings. You know how it is. Um, <laughs> I love her. Her house is just filled with your typical, like, kind of 70s, 80s, kitschy bullshit. Uh, it's all covered in plastic, you know, keep stains from getting on it. Especially when you have, uh, dipshit college kids coming around getting their missions from you. Because, you know, millennials are filthy. I guess it's Gen Z now that's in college. Yeah. Gen Z's filthy. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Gen Z's. <laughs> we are going to get massacred, y'all. Zoomers, I think they're called. Whatever. Um, <laughs> now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. So, like, you know, kind of crazy cat lady vibes. Uh, lots of crystals in her house, you know. A tasteful Ouija board or two. Um, as tasteful as those can be in your, uh, in your decor. <laughs> um, and then there is just, like a lockbox of money sitting out on, like, the coffee table, presumably because uh, she's collecting, I think, probably sales quota uh, from Morris. Because, you know, you got to hit your product, product movement quotas. Even when you're learning magic. She looks up at you and she says, Ah, Morris, good to see you. Uh, yep, it's nice to see you as well, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Grendel Hill. Grendel Hill, yep. <laughs> nice to see you too, Mrs. Grendel Hill. That's a name that people have. <laughs> that is a name, and that is, in fact, my name. Morris, I wanted to talk to you today. The... Leadership has noticed your progress. Y yeah? Yes. Despite what you may think, you are progressing very quickly. I'm racking up a lot of student loan debt buying all these crystals. So, you know, nice, nice to see. Have no fear. You will be rewarded. You've already received some gifts, but there is more to do and more important work to be done than selling these paltry items. Tosses one of the crystals that she's holding onto the table. Morris is like, whoa, that's like, that's a $50 crystal there. That's money. There are things worth much more than crystals in this world. I know that's hard for you to believe, being, you know, a Zoomer and all. No, I mean, my average textbook costs way more than one of these crystals, and these crystals are already priced at, you know, really kind of high for the quality. Incredible markup, right? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It's not very affordable, especially in, in this economy. Well, we have to make money for our other... Endeavors. The Ouija boards. No, no, not the Ouija boards. Someday you may learn of these things, but for now, we have a task for you. One of our other members has gone missing. Wouldn't, wouldn't you call the police? I, I don't know that I'll be more helpful than the police. Or uh, pe people who are good at finding things. If the police need to get involved, we trust you to make that decision. Okay. And she begins to give you some information. She lays out where he was seen last, 
where he was going, gives you some money to take, and a car, if you don't have a car. I don't know if you have a car. He does not have a car, because he spent all his student loan money on crystals. Gotcha. They give you a car to take. Nice. Uh, apparently, he was last seen in North Alabama, near Huntsville. He was making sales there, and he said he had a lead on um, a hotbed of activity for crystal sales. And he went to check it out and has not reported in or called anyone or been heard from in any way, shape, or form. Okay, now question. Uh, mm -hmm. If I find this guy, you know, and I rescue him, his crystal sales, they'll count for me too, right? Like, because would, we wouldn't have those crystal sales if I didn't find him. We can double dip here, Morris, right? Morris, as I said, there are things much more valuable than crystals. Well, yeah, like I could keep the car. You could just give me the car and I'm, I'm still 10 levels away from earning the car outright. She looks at you meaningfully, trying to will that you understand what she is talking about. But it's obviously not getting through your thick skull. And she says, yes, absolutely, his crystal sale's yours. Awesome. That's all you had to say. Uh, Morris gathers up all the papers. Oh. Oh. And Morris. Yes. And she takes a brooch off of her. Uh, Dennis, describe to me this brooch and what makes it looks, look magical. Um, it is one of those many weird cat brooches, um, but the eyes are uh, different colors. And when you when she moves when they the colors seem to shift so one side is blue the other side is purple but depending on how you hold it in the light the colors in the eyes switch places she hands you this brooch and she says this will take you to him and as you grasp it the eyes flash once and as you're getting your stuff together, getting ready to leave, uh, about five minutes later, the eyes flash again. Sick. I'm going to pin this on in my little jean jacket. All of the papers also just shoved into his jean jacket pockets, crumpled up. <laughs> Brad. Yes. Brad, let's talk a minute about... What brought you to Triple Springs, or not to Triple Springs quite yet? You are headed into the hills and woods of North Alabama. So he was out kayaking sort of between uh, investigations and was just trying to take some Brad time um, and get some, maybe some video for his, his, uh, socials you know to post up get some interest in his patreon going uh because you got to support you got to pay for gas somehow right <laughs> of course of course so it's night you are sitting at a campfire that you've made your uh kayak is propped up against the side of your van um and you've got a tent pitched and are you cooking anything over the fire, or what? What do you what you doing around this fire? Um, I think he's probably just relaxing, sort of at the end of the day. Um, there are definitely going to be s'mores at some point if he hasn't already consumed a few, um, and he makes them with Reese's peanut butter cups instead of just plain chocolate. So I think he's he's uh got a got like a little cup of tea, and he's had a few s'mores, and he's just sort of taking in the day and relaxing and sort of balancing out his uh, his energies um, before he, you know, hits the road again, looking for the next adventure tomorrow. Across from you at this campfire is a log. 
and as you sit there and drink your tea, you raise your glass to your lips, you tilt it back for a drink, and as you lower it, suddenly there's a man sitting on the lock. He has a plaid cap on, and he has worn-looking jeans with holes ripped in them. He has a long white beard and a plaid shirt. A plaid cap and a plaid shirt? Yeah. He likes plaid. He's committed. He's very committed to plaid. (laughs) I am the plaid wizard! Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Do you want some s'mores, Mr. Wizard? Hmm. He takes off his hat and he looks at the plaid on it. And he looks back up to you and he says, Sure. He puts the cap back on his head. This is going to blow your mind. I don't know if you've ever had s'mores, but if you've never had them with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, then you've never really had s'mores, right? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so first, and he goes through the whole process, makes him a s'mores, passes it across, and then just watches him with this big goofy grin on his face for him to take that first bite, like, eh? Eh? He takes the bite of the s'mores, and delight lights his face. See, dude, that's what I'm saying, man. So it's like, it's like s'mores are already a 10. Cranks it up to 11, bro. He consumes it very quickly. And he says, pass me another one. And you look to your right and there is a plate of s'mores sitting there. Uh, okay. Um, you don't remember making them. Are you going crazy? Yeah. Who knows? Uh... Okay, sh- yeah, sure. Uh, and I take one and I sort of hand it to him a little bit tentatively. And uh, maybe take one for myself. D- were they made with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? They were. Oh. Uh, it's been a long day out on the river, you know? Like, I'm tired. Some things can't be explained. And these s'mores have Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in them, so... Yeah, why not? And I take a bite. Brad, the man says. Yes? Thank you for sharing your fire and your food with me. I came here to tell you something important. You have a destiny ahead of you. You must find the town. Wait, wait, let me get a pin. Hold on. Okay, go. You must find the town Crap. that is not- I need some paper. Wait, 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 paper, 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 paper. Uh, okay, go. The town that is not- uh, out, of, out, of, out of ink, out of ink. And he just like scribbles a circle on the paper for a second or two and then looks up. Drive west and go to the town that is not. Right now? Should I go now? Yeah, whenever you want. Okay. Uh, all right. See you. See you later, Mr. Wizard. Yes, yes. You probably will. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Have a nice night. Uh. All right. Yeah. Good night. Sleep tight. He gets up and he walks away. Bye. The plaid wizard. Brad looks around. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? You hear that quietly in the darkness. The plaid wizard. And uh, that's where we cut to you driving in your van uh, on a dark road amidst a large pine forest in the middle of the night. And that is a perfect segue to another person that is on the road in the middle of the night. On that same road in the middle of the night. Margaret. What music are you listening to in your car? Uh, some 90s easy listening, like like um, the Pointer Sisters. I, <laughs> like mom music from the 90s. Perfect. Margaret, 
your orders were very clear here. Mm. They were to come and to check out a particular location that is marked on your GPS mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for any strange activity. Yes. Yep, strange activity. What is... Let's talk about what's going through Margaret's head as she is sent out on her uh, first mission yeah. and is probably been driving for many hours and is now in a dark samey landscape as pine trees rush by so she's on her third cup of coffee she stopped at the mcdonald's that she passed just right off the highway and uh she's a little nervous she she's been working a desk job for like 12 years she's been with uh the bureau for for that length of time and um didn't you know, she was pushing paper around, processing surveys and writing citations and helping people who called, all of those sort of things. And she got tapped for some exciting new positions with new education. And uh, what a what a wonderful new insurance package came along with it. I think the scene is you're driving and you're having like these flashbacks to these moments. And uh, we look, the camera looks over and down. It's over your right shoulder as you're driving. Mm. And the camera looks over and down at the badge that is sitting in your seat next to you. Mm -hmm. And what does the badge say? Uh, The badge says, uh, M. Oliver Junior Special Investigator, Enforcement and Security, Bureau of Land Management, Department of the Interior. All very small print. You glance down at your badge, thinking of these moments that brought you here, uh, when suddenly a shape darts out from the side of the road. Slam on the brakes. Okay, let's roll the first roll of the game. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, I've got my dice. What am I rolling? Right, roll act under pressure. Okay, I'm pretty good at that. Ooh, that coffee is coursing through me. That's a 10. All right. So, on a 10, you slam on the brakes and you get a good look at the thing in your headlights as it pauses and looks over at you. It is a thing from your worst dreams. Oh. On the road is a huge spider. But the the strange thing about this creature is the abdomen. Uh and its size. Obviously that's a little weird, but uh the the strangest thing is its abdomen because across its abdomen it looks like are stretched faces. Oh. Of people. Almost knitted or woven together is what you think at first. But then one of the faces, the eyes open up and the face like shifts towards you so that it's looking right at you. And an ear piercing screech emits from it. And the beast scuttles off into the forest. I shaking (laughs) Uh, reach over into the floorboard of the passenger seat and rummage through the bag that's there and pull out a notebook and I flip it open and start frantically writing uh, trying to record everything that I just saw in the middle of it, I realize that I'm still stopped in the middle of this highway or, you know, state route, whatever, uh, and move over to the side of the road, put my hazards on, make sure all of my doors are very tightly locked, and put my windows up. Brad. Yes. You see, stopped on the side of the road, a black 
government-looking sedan with, like, federal plates on it and everything. So, what do you do? Um, I, I mean, they've got their flashes on. Um, so I think that I would, you know, see them as they came around a curve or something, and, um, I would definitely slow down, pull over in front of them, and kind of, I would get out of the car, I'm not going to go up to it, but I'm going to get out of the car and kind of, like, look and wave and kind of give them, like, a, a questioning thumbs up, like, eh? Are you okay in there, whoever you are? You see a uh, person in the vehicle, head bent down, uh, and uh, you can see their arms kind of moving. Like, they're looking at something in their lap. Okay. Uh, I think I am going to approach just to make sure everything's okay. Uh, I'm not going to tap on the window. I don't want to scare anybody. Brad's not that guy. Um, so he just stands silently outside the window. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I just loom. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk up. I'm going to try to stay in her headlights so she has a chance to, like, see me walking up towards her. And when I get close, if she doesn't, I think instead of going to the window, I'm going to stay up towards the front and sort of, like, tap on the hood, like, knock on the hood, try to get her to look up. Let's give her a... And if she looks kind of way... mags as... You are sitting there writing. You hear a sudden noise on your hood. And the image that flashes through your mind is this horrifying spider. Yes. And I think I I let out a little and uh, throw like throw my journal, throw my pen, probably knock my coffee over into the passenger seat. Um, But then I will realize you know that that it's a person oh oh it's a person oh this person is standing outside where i saw the nightmare monster um so i will sheepishly and apologetically like sorry (laughs) (laughs) um and so i will i will roll my window down and say um i'm i'm terribly sorry sir um you really need to get out uh you need to be inside your vehicle right now i'm i'm okay are you okay? Are you good? Yes, uh, I'm. I'm fine. Uh, I saw, I saw something on the road. Uh, it was very large. I, I'm not. Ex- maybe like a, it was a bear like a, or something. Um, a bear. Yeah. So, uh, just really, really important that uh, you get either in my car or yours. Uh, just inside something is the goal right now, sir. And as you are saying this. You see, down the road, another set of headlights. This time, it looks like a sedan. Morris, would you like to describe the car that you're driving? And, uh, how you're feeling on this late night? So I had originally envisioned Morris as someone who didn't know how to drive. So he's not feeling great. uh, Or confident. Or good at driving. Um, I imagine that the car is only going like, like it's starting and stopping between going like three miles per hour and then like way, way too fast all of a sudden, just back and forth. Um, I think it was mentioned that this was uh, a car that might be earnable through the multi-level marketing scheme. So I'm going to imagine that it's like the witchiest shade of purple you can think of. It's probably got like weird crystal decals on the side and then like uh, on the across like the passenger side or whatever, it just has the Salem Lots uh, logo. (laughs) When Nate and I designed the logo is just big lots but with the big switched out for Salem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I want to say that the hubcaps are like weird, like designer hubcaps, and they're like designed to look like spider webs. That just sounds like the kind of bullshit you would give a car that you can earn through like just ridiculous multi level marketing. Uh, 
schemes. A true company car. Yes. Seems. Yes. I think I think it's probably you know those uh, blue LED lights people started getting and that should be illegal because mm-hmm. they make you blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car has those, but they're tinted purple somehow instead. <laughs> Gross. I think that is illegal, but that's okay. Purple might be illegal. Did they finally make it illegal? Because like those headlights do suck. And I have no idea. Not how light works. No idea. It's probably state by state. We should make it punishable by death. So, um, Morris, um, oh, we just talked about the car. Yep. Uh, yeah, let's talk about how Morris is, let's talk about the, the scene that we see when we cut to Morris's point of view. He is careening straight for a tree, I think. Careening's a bad word, because he does keep, like, going on and off the brakes. So he'll, like, careen towards the tree, slam on the brakes, try and maneuver away from the tree and not do a good job of it, accelerating too fast before slamming on the brakes again. Like, the car is going to crash. It's probably not going to be a high-impact crash, but it is not... (laughs) You guys see this car come up behind you, and, uh... I mean, you've been driving like this for, like, ten hours oh, at this man. point. Is it ten hours? I was thinking, like, two hours. Oh, my God, no. That'll barely get you across, he like, He probably Tennessee. did fine driving on the highway. Driving on the highway is, like, on an interstate highway. That's easy. Just, you know, these country roads, it's harder to figure it out as you go. The first time I got behind the wheel of a car, my driver instructor decided that it should be um, on a 45-mile-per-hour freeway. And I did fine. We didn't die. So, you know, okay, trial by well, fire. All right. All right. You're less of an idiot than Morris is, but well, that's okay. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> you guys see a low speed collision as a driver in a purple sedan. Cr- I hesitate to even say crash. Nudges. Uh, lightly <laughs> nudges a tree uh, behind mags's vehicle uh fortunately so the thing about these roads that you guys do not know that i do know that i should have warned you about uh if you go very much off the side of the roads uh it is a steep drop to the forest floor below um it's not like a cliff there are trees growing on the side and such um but it is a densely packed pine forest. These roads are on hills, basically. So they are above a lot of um, the forest floor, but not above the trees or anything like that. The trees tower over you. Are these the kind of ones where they're like super curvy and if you don't know what to expect, you might like careen off the side? Yes. Yes, in some places, for sure. So, yeah, you bump into a tree, and you uh, break a headlight. Oh, Something's gotta happen. Yeah. How's the tree? So, yeah, as you guys are talking about this warning uh, about uh, something in the woods, uh, a bear of some kind, a car bumps into a tree and breaks a headlight behind no. you. No. Uh, balls. Uh, sir, yeah. she'll, she'll address Brad. Um, if, if you wouldn't mind, um, maybe, maybe we stick together while I go check on this vehicle. I'll, I'll flash my badge. Oh. I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a police officer, uh, but I, I am a, uh, federal agent. Ooh. Um, and I just, um, I feel a, a sense of responsibility here. So if you'll just, if you'll just come with me so we can all stay together uh safety in numbers <laughs> you know yeah safety yeah, in numbers yeah let's go okay i think at i think at this point morris has just like slammed his forehead in depression against the wheel of the car causing the <laughs> horn to go off oh, now jeez yeah that that dude needs some help let's go come on agent yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah an investigator actually 
Um, oh. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, and she's going to rummage around uh, in, like, reaching over to the glove box, and you'll hear, like, a click, and she gets something out of it and checks it, puts it in a holster at her side, and says, let's, let's go. Lead the way. So you walk up to the car, and you see, um, Morris, do you want to describe yourself? Morris is in his early 20s. He's wearing a uh, jean jacket over a Hawaiian shirt that has cat print on it uh, with a t-shirt underneath that that just says Blue Ridge Fighting Weasels on it. Um, and then, you know, your standard jeans and hiking boots. Uh, and he looks very pitiful, and you think he might be crying. Oh. Uh, he's also sweating a lot because he has three layers on in North <laughs> Alabama. Oh, yeah. What season is it? Um, it is summer. You know what? Fashion's import- more important than, like, homeostasis. <clears throat> the AC is on full blast. Yeah. AC's on full blast. <laughs> There's my chemical romance going on in the background, oh, wow. you know. And he's crying kind of pitifully mumbling about the car and how he'll never hit his crystal quotas now. Oh, dude. It's just a headlight, man. You're going to be... Come on. Come on. You're going to be fine, man. Brad's, like, checking out the, the front of the car and everything. I've, I've never driven a car before, and then they gave me this car, and they told me to drive 10 hours away, and, like, they know I don't have a license. I had to put that on my paperwork. Uh, and, and they still gave me the car, and they still told me to drive the car so that I can go find this guy. And I'm, like, pretty sure I can't find people because, like, I'm not, I'm not like, a detective or anything. Like, my well, major's in communications, and that's, like, a well, bullshit okay, oh, major. Hey, Nobody hey, even hey, does hey, communications. Hey, hey. Wow. Dude, that's not a real breathe. thing. Calm yourself. Yeah, that, there you go. <gasps> okay, now breathe a li- calm your breathing. We're going to get you there, okay? Yeah, out, out, out through your nose. There you go. No, well, then that's not going to be audible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe loudly through my nose. No, no, that's the goal. That, that's... Okay, you're trying to find somebody, and we, you know, you're not an investigator, but it just so happens, and Brad, like, looks over at his new best friend. Oh. <laughs> um, well, well, yes. Um, first of all, I, I... I would feel much more comfortable if we could all um, be inside a vehicle right now. Uh, you don't have a license. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm sorry. What, what's your name? I'm, uh, I'm Margaret Oliver. It's, uh, it's, it's Morris. Hi, hi, Morris. And I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name either. Oh, it's, uh, it's Brad, Brad Johnson. Sticks out a hand. Brad, as she's shaking. Big it. warm handshake. It's a little bit clammy. That's fine. He doesn't wipe it off or anything. He's very chill about it. Nice, nice. I mean, it's not like dripping or anything, but nerves. Sure. Uh, oh, okay. Um, if uh, Morris, if if you would like to come into my vehicle, and uh, Brad, you are welcome, of course. Um, I just I saw something on the road earlier, and I think it's very important that we are, um. In something defensible. Well, if you guys want to join me, like I've got more room in mind. If y'all want to come and have a seat, I've got like a little table we could fold down. I can make you a drink. Like, you know, it's your call. <laughs> sure. Do you both have suspicious vans? Well, suspicious Mine... is not, you know, no. <laughs> Mine's just like a government SUV. Okay. And I think as y'all are discussing this, uh, you all definitely hear to the side of the road uh, a rustling in the underbrush. And you hear like a... Uh Oh, shit. Margaret panics and grabs the both of them and starts running back to her vehicle. And as you grab them and begin to move, uh, let's go ahead and roll act under pressure to pull them to a vehicle or, or to your vehicle. 
as a something comes rushing out from the darkness to the side oh, of the boy. road. That, okay. Can I uh, give her a helping hand? How are you helping? Oh, wait. Helping hand. Uh, can you read that move off to me? When you successfully help out another hunter, they get plus two instead of the usual plus one. Okay. How are you helping out? Not resisting, like actually moving to follow Mags so that she's not actually physically dragging. This is dubious at best, <laughs> but... Also, lots of crystals in my pockets. Right, that are not magical at all. You don't all. know that. Um, as as right, you we don't step know that out <laughs> of the van... Uh, yes. So I will say yes on that one. We will uh, get more nitpicky later, I guess. <laughs> you know... All right, so uh, go ahead and roll help out. I got a nine. A nine. A nine. Yes. So that is a mixed success. So it, on help out, can you read out to me what happens on a seven to nine? It is. Your help grants them plus one to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. Ooh. Uh-oh. Okay. So, you have exposed yourself to trouble or danger. Um, Mags. Yes. What did you roll? So, I rolled a six, but with all those modifiers, it's a ten. <laughs> Wait, so, all right. So, act under pressure, oh, which you're really good at, and then yep. plus two as makes it a ten. Yeah, wow. I get plus two, plus two. Wow, from a six to a full success. Beautiful. Okay, I think what happens is, uh, Morris, you look behind you, and in a totally un-you act, you push them forward as you are all running towards the vehicles, and that leaves you in the back and them ahead of you, and... I think it gets a hold of you. <gasps> oh, no. Um. So it grabs your leg with its, um, like, front le little legs. <laughs> and uh, you now get a good view of it because it's in your headlights. Uh, your single headlight. My purple um, single headlight. And you see the creature described before. Uh, the faces that are facing you on its abdomen all have their eyes open. And uh, as it, like, grasps at your leg, a keening wail begins to escape about four faces. Ooh. Oh, man. And um, it's very... Uh, painful on your ears so what do you want to do i'm not gonna say that you're captured yet or anything i'm setting up a soft move of danger here for you to uh potentially do something about so so what what do all of you want to do when this happens um i think morris has just started to learn magic so i don't think his go-to would be to start doing magic, but I do think his go-to would be to pull out his silver knife and, like, you can, like, scare most animals by making loud noises and being kind of threatening at them sometimes. Right? It's a silver knife. Those monsters don't like those. Um. Have you ever seen anything supernatural before, do you think? Other than a little bit of magic? Morris? Yeah. Um... I feel like Morris is one of those people who, like, would describe themselves as being, like, spiritual but not religious. So I think Morris definitely believes that he's seen plenty of supernatural stuff. Um, I feel like if Morris is right at that edge of, like, becoming a true initiate, then it's 
possible he's seen something very minor supernatural, but that could still be kind of explained away. So, sure. How's Morris like, feeling about giant spiders with human faces screaming oof. at them? Um, I mean, they're human faces, like... Stretch across <laughs> the abdomen. I don't... The, the, the answer is, not great, Bob. Yeah, there's only one correct answer to that. <laughs> Morris is cool as a I think cucumber. Morris has seen a ghost before. I think Morris has seen a ghost before, and I think he is still more worried about the car. Like, <laughs> he is really focused on having fucked up the car. <laughs> Uh, so I think he's panicking, but I don't know that he's necessarily registered what's actually attacking. If this thing kills me, I'll never fix that headline. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. You, gra- you grab out your knife. Uh, what are you doing with it? Are you stabbing it? Or are you, like, just screaming at it and shaking it at it? No, or- <laughs> uh, it grabbed his leg, right? Yeah, yeah. Um... I feel like probably making slashing motions towards whatever's grabbing his leg uh, while like going like, get, get, or like whatever. You yell at animals to make them fuck off. Same role manipulate, but you can't manipulate monsters. I was going to say like it's a big spider thing. I'm not going to sell it a used car. Yeah. I'm not sure what role to make here because he, I'm not sure how effective this is going to be. I don't think this is effective at all. Well, I think he is trying to make contact with whatever's grabbing him. So wouldn't that make it tough? Okay, so yeah. Like he's not he's not like keeping the knife away from it. He's like slashing at it trying to like Let's Why don't you roll act under pressure? All right. To try and get away from it, right? Okay. You're just trying to get away. You're not trying to like kill it. Yes, I got a 10. Oh my god, okay. So, uh, yeah, you chop at its, uh, at its, at its legs and the mandibles that are, like, reaching towards you, uh, as the screams begin to get louder, the wails begin to get louder, um, and you slash at its, uh, at its legs, and, uh, it reels back in temporary shock. Uh, from your knife and it gives you a chance to run and you do run I assume yes runs okay. like his life depends on it because it does which vehicle are you guys getting in I feel like mine is the closest one right because okay. Brad pulled up ahead of me correct the SUV sounds tougher against um, scary spider monsters <laughs> so you all just pile into the SUV yeah. I think so. Okay, so you all pile into the SUV and the spider regains its composure and rushes at it and slams against the side of it, like scrambling and scratching on the sides and at the glass and you can see its um its fangs like slam up against the glass and like screech across it and you can see like a liquid that's secreting some from it that gets smeared along the gra- the glass. Uh, it realizes quickly that its attempts are rather futile and it, uh, climbs up, uh, I'm sorry, it climbs, uh, down off the side and, uh, you lose sight of it momentarily. Oh, please. Uh, I want to, uh, try and, and assess, assess the situation as best I can try and get my bearings a little bit in this very high adrenaline moment. Like, I have theoretically had a class on this on how to deal (laughs) with the undealable. Okay, why don't you roll uh, read a bad situation? Oh, 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 I actually got an 11. All right, so hold three. Okay, I would like to know what's the best way to protect the victims. Um, right now it seems like the car is doing a pretty good job of that. Okay. Uh, you think probably getting out of here okay. uh, would be a good idea, uh, but there are two vehicles that you've now left on the side of the road. Right. Um, 
What's the most vulnerable to me? Um, so the, well, uh, when referring to the, the creature? I suppose so. Okay. I can answer it in that context, I think. Uh, you think running this creature over with a car would be probably the best thing in the entire world? Uh, you're regretting deeply putting on the brakes the first time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the bulbous... The face nightmare stomach. The yes. face nightmare. Uh, the the amalgamation of faces. Uh, that looked fleshy and soft. Uh, mm. As opposed to the rest of it, which seemed to be covered in a hard chitin that clicked and scratched against the side of your vehicle. Okay. Um, third question. Third hold. Um, are there any dangers that we haven't noticed hmm. other than giant nightmare spider? A very intelligent question, I think. Uh, one that definitely has an answer. So the first danger that you haven't noticed uh, is that you see now the front of you. You look out through the front uh, windshield and you see slowly coming up from the front and very quietly are spider leg, large spider legs oh. that are pulling themselves up onto the hood of your vehicle. Oh. Um, what you also notice in your headlights is a second spider. Oh no! Crawling up a tree on the side of the road. Oh no! Um, oh, and no, no, then no. the third threat that you see is a third spider crawling up another tree. And as you watch in horror, they begin to spin nope. silk out of the mouths nope. Nope. Uh, of the <laughs> of the abdomen faces. Nope, nope. And, Margaret uh, starts the car. Nope. As nope. Nope. they pull the silk from those faces, they the expressions on them change to abject terror and pain as wails and screams come oh. from the mouths that the silk is being pulled out of uh, and they begin to weave it on the trees to what purpose you do not know nope 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 just and this is what this is what margaret is saying nope nope while she starts the engine uh, <laughs> and puts it in drive okay. and gets the heck out of here all right let's roll so first things first um I want you to roll kick some ass on the spider. Oh boy. That is on your hood because you are essentially driving over it. Okay. Um, you do get to add plus one because of your read a, read a bad situation. Oh, great. Okay. Oh. That was a very bad roll. Oh no. That's uh that's a three. I hope wow. people can hear the joy in my voice. <laughs> uh, as you begin to drive, you are not quick enough to run it over while it's on the front of your car, at the front of your car. It climbs up onto the hood. You begin driving away uh, before the uh, other spiders have any time to react. Uh, you drive forward, and we see very quickly on the side of the road pass... Uh, uh, sorry, you pass... And uh, some of you may notice this or not. I'll leave it up to you. You pass an old wooden sign that says, Welcome to Triple Springs. Uh, as you zoom past it, probably not paying attention to the sign. Nope. Um, and the, uh, the spider... I get to take a hard move. This is great. Oh, no. Uh, climbs up under your hood. The, uh, and the faces are on its abdomen all open their beady arachnid eyes Ugh. and begin a keening wail that increases very quickly in um, volume and as it does you begin to hear uh, cracks begin to form across your windshield uh, as okay. the glass begins to shatter um and that is exactly what happens as the windshield oh. breaks and blows this what is my shitty federal car is sorry it? this is my hard move uh 
the uh, windshield uh, flies <laughs> out, and you are faced with a spider on your hood. Oh my <laughs> word! Well, for, okay. First of all, as we drove away, Brad definitely pulled out his keys and gave a little boop boop to his to his uh, van. <laughs> we'll come back and get that later. Um, I think as the windshield is starting to crack, Brad is like getting scooted down in the bucket seat and drawing his his knees up to his chin so that way as soon as that glass is gone he can try to kick this just like both feet kick this thing off the hood of the of the suv uh morris pulled out his gun (laughs) that was my first instinct so brad i think uh what I really like is the image of this uh, windshield cracking completely, and like the safety glass that it is, it doesn't like rain down on you or anything like that, right? Uh, but you are able to <laughs> kick it out as it's like coming loose <laughs> from the car, and uh, uh, you kick it into the spider. Why don't you? Are you trying to just dislodge the spider? Are you trying to kick its ass and kill it? What are you? What, I'm, I'm trying, trying to decide. To get, between... I'm trying to get it off the car. I'm just trying to kick the the broken windshield out and knock the spider off the car. Okay, let's roll. Act under pressure and see how well this goes. Okay, okay, okay. I believe in you, Brad. That oh, so many tens tonight. That's a six plus a three plus a one is a ten. Holy shit! That's. A lot. Okay, yeah, you absolutely do this. Um, so why don't you just describe the scene? Take over the narrative, dude. Just describe to me how this uh, how this looks. I think that as the windshield is starting to crack, and I see this spider webbing the way you know safety glass does, um, I get way down in the seat. I try to grab on so as much as I can, and I bring my legs up. And as soon as the the glass starts to inch its way from one side to the other as soon as it like hits it on the side and you get that final crack that lets me know that the structural integrity is gone i just piston my legs out as hard as i can and the whole windshield comes away in like one piece because it's all held together by that safety film yep. and uh, because i was in the passenger seat and not like in the center it actually hits the spider kind of on its flank a little bit, which is enough to roll it off the side of the car, like off the hood and onto the highway. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, the spider is flung off of the vehicle. Your, your windshield goes flying into the night and you are driving with the wind flying into your faces uh, in a car. Uh, in a in a government SUV, uh, headed down the road. Wow. Brad is grinning stupidly again. <laughs> um. After we get a couple minutes away, uh, it, it's gonna take at least a few minutes before Margaret can use her voice again for anything other than like squeaking. Um, she will, she will slow down, go, you know, something closer to the speed limit. And she'll say, okay, shouting over the wind. Um, is everybody, is everybody okay? Did anybody get hurt? Are, are you okay? I'm, I, I'm fine. Okay, that was not at all convincing. Yeah, are you are you good? Because you were the one driving when the uh, windshield got all fucked up. I'm not particularly convinced. Okay, do you want me to drive? Do you? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm. I can drive I'm, if you want me to drive. Like you can just. Sit I, over I really, here. I, I really can't let anybody else drive this vehicle. So, um, I appreciate the offer. Is that like a a government thing? It is. It is. Cause, cause I think. I think there are probably other issues at hand than that, and you're going to break your hands. So you just just don't tell him. Well, I was going to say, should someone else drive, but uh, should Brad drive? You, you, gentlemen, it's going, I'm fine. I'm fine to drive. 
We're going to get into this little town. We're going to find a hotel and everything will be fine. We will go back for your vehicles tomorrow. We will get a safe light to replace my windshield. Everything, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Hey, everyone. This is Nate. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nameless Monsters. You can follow us on Twitter at namelessmon underscore pod and reach us by email at namelessmonsterspodcast at gmail.com. Transcripts of our show are available at our website, namelessmonsters.podbean.com. Monster of the Week was created by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. If you like the show, please rate and review us on a podcasting platform of your choice and let your friends know you loved the show. We really appreciate the help. Be safe out there and happy hunting. We hope you enjoyed the music on today's episode. Most of our selections, including our show's theme song, Somewhere in the Dark, are used by permission of the composer, Holizna Radio, who can be supported on Patreon. We also used Ossuary One, A Beginning, by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0. Full listings and links can be found in our show notes. 